On this week's episode of the Video Games Podcast, we are taking a look at all of the Microsoft Game Studios and ranking the best five based on data available. So if you're interested, hang on and we'll be right back. There is no understating the importance of first-party studios when discussing the best console around, and during the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One generation, the argument was always that Sony had better first-party titles, and there was truly no argument to it. Sony just had a massive list of first-party exclusives, and was one of the main reasons that the PlayStation 4 went on to become one of the best-selling game consoles of all time, with currently around 120 million units sold. Microsoft took their lumps and reevaluated where they stood and aimed their focus in other directions, including many acquisitions, most notably ZeniMax Media, which included Bethesda and all of its subsidiaries. It also forced Microsoft to reconsider what was the best method of attack. Just like Nintendo pivoted away from competing on graphics after the GameCube couldn't compete with the Xbox and PlayStation 2. Microsoft decided it would be best to diversify its strategy, and over the course of the generation, Microsoft built the foundation for services that are paying dividends today, including Game Pass and Project X Cloud. Already during this generation, the answer isn't as simple as it was last generation, which came down to who had better first-party titles. According to the NPD report for June 21, the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S consoles led the month in dollar sales, and this was the first time in a long time that the leader of sales hasn't been the PlayStation 4 or the even dominant Switch. Now that these services are established, it's time to see if all of Microsoft's acquisitions over the past five years is also going to show a strong return on investment. The thought occurred, we all know just how important first-party studios are, but we don't really have a rating scale for these studios. Sports are much easier. You can easily see someone's batting average or how many touchdowns or how many triple-doubles, but when it comes to gaming, it feels a little more in the gray area. When trying to figure out what studios to use, it felt best to leave out the smaller studios out of the argument and focus only on higher-profile AAA studios that typically make blockbuster games or at least feel like they are on the cusp of getting into that AAA success area. For the second installment of Studio Ratings, we're going to be focusing on Microsoft First Party Studios, or as they are better known today, Microsoft Game Studios. The first thing to figure out before trying to give these studios a rating based on their games is to figure out what the criteria would be when determining what studios are applicable. Rule number one, no one hit wonders, we're only going to be including studios with at least two games on their resume. Rule number two, the studio needs to be fairly active, which means that only studios with at least two games over the past decade will be included. And rule number three, there will be a recency bias, and this means that the last effort means the most and carries more weight towards the studio's final score. And this will be achieved by multiplying the most recent release score by 1.1. Finally, a few other criteria worth mentioning. The games included can be multiple platform, but it must be console focused, meaning a studio like World's Edge that focuses on Age of Empires won't be included. And plenty of studios fill the gaps and pay the bills with mobile games, but for the sake of our rankings, mobile games will not be taken into account no matter how good 
or how bad. And lastly, many studios do collaborate with other studios, but only games that are wholly developed by that studio are going to be calculated. With all of their acquisitions over the past few years, Microsoft certainly has a large portfolio of studios that are operating under the Microsoft Game Studios umbrella. For this reason, the list will only be focusing on the top five studios. However, there are plenty of studios that at least deserve being mentioned as critical for Microsoft moving forward. First, you have the smaller studios that are not quite on the headline level that can lead a presentation, but are still making some fantastic games and experiences, including Obsidian, Ninja Theory, Double Fine, Tango, and Undead Labs, just to name a few. And there's also a studio like Turn 10, who is a very large pillar for Microsoft Game Studios, but in a similar argument to Polyphony, when ranking PlayStation Studios, Turn 10 has been exclusively developing Forza Motorsport, which does have a devoted cult following, but is just not on the same system selling level as some of these other studios on the list. And despite making a top tier racing simulator, Turn 10 will not be included on this list. Rare is currently deep into supporting Sea of Thieves, which was originally released back in 2018 to mostly underwhelming reviews with an average review score of 69. But since 2018, Rare has shown true commitment to what a live service game can be with plenty of updates and changes over the years. And this includes adding content that now solo players can do, quests that lead players into ways to have fun, as well as plenty of quality of life upgrades and limited time modes that will draw players back in, including the recent Pirates of the Caribbean event. Years later, many outlets felt like it was only fair to return to update their original reviews, with most now scoring the swashbuckling open world with 8s and above. Rare is also a studio that has some insane classics on their portfolio, including GoldenEye, Donkey Kong Country, Killer Instinct, and Perfect Dark. Their upcoming Everwild, though shrouded in mystery, will come with lofty expectations, which will likely be met based on the studio's pedigree. One of the biggest gaming acquisitions ever was when Microsoft bought Mojang in 2014 for $2.5 billion based solely on the Minecraft universe. It's likely made its return on investment multiple times over as it was stated during the press release that Microsoft expected to break even in fiscal year 2015. So since being acquired, Obviously, Microsoft has made sure that Minecraft got the updates and care that it needed, as well as the exposure of being available on just about everything that you can imagine. Mojang also attempted another game with Minecraft Dungeons, which had and still has a lot of potential based on how Minecraft first looked when it launched compared to today. Minecraft Dungeons had a great core concept and strong mechanics, but was missing a few key components that tied it all together and made it endlessly playable like the titans of the dungeon crawling genre. Now, whether Minecraft Dungeons gets the changes it needs or whether Mojang does something else next, they are very critical to the success of Microsoft Game Studios. One of the biggest studios that was included when Microsoft acquired ZeniMax Media was id Software, a studio whose name is synonymous with gaming and is basically known for creating the first-person shooter genre. Wolf 3D, Doom, and Quake are all titles that were instrumental in the establishment of the genre. Every other studio in the early 90s was trying to emulate the success of this studio, and outside of those three franchises, id isn't actually known for much else, but the thing is, they don't need to be, and with the revival of Doom in 2016, the studio once again established itself as a major player. 
It followed up Doom 2016 with Doom Eternal in 2020 that gave fans mostly more of what they were looking for. However, it was 2019's Rage 2 that was underwhelming to most. Rage 2 provided what was to be expected with excellent gunplay. However, many criticized the game for overly large and boring open world areas, as well as having a lackluster story. Moving forward, its software still carries high expectations that has the ability to anchor a conference or presentation, including the revival of Quake, which could be a possibility after the remaster of Quake at QuakeCon 2021 likely to temperature check the interest. It has been very quiet since the release of Doom Eternal in 2020 and its post-launch DLC, so it will be very interesting to see what they have planned next and if it will be Xbox exclusive. Coming in at number 5 on our ranking of Microsoft Game Studios is The Coalition with an 88.2 rating. Now, it's no secret that Xbox suffered some setbacks and inconsistencies during the Xbox One generation. However, there was one constant. Vancouver-based studio The Coalition, who not only delivered excellent games, but expanded on the Gears of War universe and arguably improved with each release. Gears of War 4 felt like a soft reboot for the series as it transitioned away from Marcus as the lead and towards a new generation with JD, the son of Marcus Phoenix. Gears 5 continued this evolution by having you play as Kate, the daughter of Marcus Phoenix, as well as introducing some open world elements that fit extremely well into the series, albeit with some issues. Now, these semi-open world areas served as places to travel between missions as hubs essentially, but offered a taste of something greater that could come to the Gears series. It was Kate's rich and engrossing storyline about her lineage that kept players hooked until the very end, even if defending some switch from the Horde grew slightly repetitive by the end of the game. Gears started out as a series that featured ultra-macho dudes and smashing bugs, and has now evolved into strong storyline. If there is some bad news for fans of the Coalition, it's that Rod Ferguson, longtime Gears of War veteran, dating all the way back to epic days before Black Tusk took over Gears of War development, before rebranding to the Coalition, who departed the studio in 2020 to take a position at Blizzard to oversee the Diablo franchise. And when he departed the Coalition as the head of the studio, he was a large reason for the Gears of War franchise evolving the way that it did and shifting away from Marcus as the main character. The good news is that Gears of War 4 was released in 2016 and Gears 5 was released in 2019, which based on that release cadence would mean that it is possible that we could see Gears return in 2022 if the pandemic didn't affect the studio too much and the scope of the next entry didn't bloom much larger than what the series has been known for. Coming in at 4th is Machine Games with a rating of 88.4. Just beating out the Coalition by .2 is one of the newly acquired studios that was part of the ZeniMax media acquisition, and that is Machine Games. And if there is one thing that is easily discernible between PlayStation Studios and Microsoft Game Studios is that they are much younger. No studio exemplifies this more than Machine Games, who was founded in 2009 and then acquired by ZeniMax Media in 2010. This small studio was tasked with revitalizing Wolfenstein, which would not be an easy task as that had already been attempted multiple times since the early 90s when the series exploded with popularity. 
Surprisingly, a studio with zero games on its resume was just the team to do it as Wolfenstein The New Order gave new life to a series that seemed to have fallen behind the times. Machine Games took Wolfenstein from another run-of-the-mill shooter into a fantastic shooter with a great story and an amazing protagonist who started out as just a 2D picture at the bottom of the screen in Wolf 3D. Machine Games has also grown considerably over the decade in terms of both size and popularity. As a studio that began with just a handful of employees, they are now home to 140 employees according to their LinkedIn page. And not only are fans eagerly awaiting the finale of the Wolfenstein trilogy, but Machine Games was also the studio chosen by Bethesda and Lucasfilm Games to be the developer of the new Indiana Jones game, which is very early in development and will likely release after the sequel to Wolfenstein The New Colossus. Although both Wolfenstein and Indiana Jones both battle Nazis, so the themes aren't something wholly unfamiliar to the studio, it will still be very exciting to see what they do with an original Indiana Jones game. The speed at which Machine Games has not only gone from formation but to anticipation has now put them high on the list of Microsoft Game Studios at fourth place. Coming in third place for ranking is likely a team that is first place in terms of carrying the weight for Microsoft Game Studios. And in fact, more than just Microsoft Game Studios, Xbox as a whole needs 343 Industries to take it to the next level since taking over the Halo franchise from Bungie after Halo Reach. 343 Industries have delivered solid games, but they have lacked the secret ingredient to take Halo to the next level and return it to the glory days of when it was a system seller for the original Xbox. And in fact, it was the reason that I got into the Xbox ecosystem in the first place. The studio was only formed back in 2007 when another team needed to fill the void left by Bungie and continue to develop one of, if not the most important series in Xbox's portfolio. If it's not the most important, then it's for sure the most iconic Xbox series. And if you don't count the Master Chief Collection, then 343 has only developed two mainline entries with Halo 4 and Halo 5 Guardians. And both scored in the mid-80s with critics, but it just felt like another Halo game and they didn't overly move the Master Chief into the modern era. Halo 4 showed that the series was in capable hands, especially for their first entry, but Halo 5 and its dual storyline rubbed many players the wrong way, leaving many feeling unsatisfied. And even though the multiplayer was extremely polished and fun, the negative feeling that was left after the release of Halo 5 has lingered since 2015. The decision to delay Halo Infinite out of the launch window of the Xbox Series X and S was a very bold choice that will hopefully pay off with some extra development time and if the technical flights are anything to judge by, then Halo looks to be in good shape because the reaction seems to be overwhelmingly positive. Based on the sheer size of 343 Industries of around 750 employees, Failure is just not an option. This is a lot of expenses that needs revenue of epic proportions, which will only come from a near-perfect game, something that will keep players coming back and spending money. And typically, the average wait for a series since its creation in 2001 was only about two to three years, but it will now be over six years between Halo 5 and Halo Infinite, which has pushed not only development costs way up, but also expectations are equally high. 
Although Arcane has been developing games since the early 2000s, it wasn't until 2012 when the studio started to gain some notoriety as an excellent developer of interesting worlds and mechanics. In 2010, Arcane was approached by ZeniMax Media after working under contract for a little while, and things changed as they were soon acquired as they began to work on what would be known as Dishonored. Upon its original release in 2012, Dishonored scored extra high from critics with an average review of 90 for many reasons including world design, mechanics, and the ability to approach the game in a myriad of ways. And according to an article on GamesIndustry.biz, Dishonored was the ninth best-selling new IP of the decade and in the UK, this is usually an indicator for the rest of the world. The list features many Goliath titles that include Minecraft, Destiny, The Last of Us, and Titanfall. And based on these other titles, Dishonored performed admirably well for a much smaller title. In 2012, Arcane was likely much smaller than it is today, and based on their current size, the studio is around 250 employees, which is spread across a studio in Lyon, France, and Austin, Texas. Following up the success of Dishonored, the studio released a sequel as well as a reboot to the Prey franchise, which Bethesda owned the IP from the original Prey back in 2005. Arcane continued to hone their craft for intelligent mechanics and level design that offered the player plenty of freedom, yet it still felt like Arcane was just not getting the recognition that they deserved by being mentioned alongside some of these other elite studios. Coming hot off their last release, Deathloop, which seems to have finally taken the studio to the mainstream, we will now see just how much this will benefit Microsoft when their recently announced Xbox exclusive Redfall releases in summer of 2022. And as we know, all first party releases are releasing on Game Pass Day 1 which will hopefully drive sales of both the subscription service and console sales so that people can sign up for Game Pass. Very little is known about Redfall other than you are fighting vampires in an open world first person shooter which sounds very similar to what they have become known for and more of a Good thing is usually a good thing. You can clearly see the DNA of Dishonored and Deathloop, and this trend will likely continue into Redfall. Coming in at number one is Playground Games with a rating of 96.1. Normally, I wouldn't include a studio that is more niche like Polyphony, how they only do Gran Turismo, or Turn 10, and how they only do Forza Motorsport. And both of these series are great racing arcade simulator hybrids that are still accessible, but the reasoning for including Playground when not including those other two aforementioned studios is simple. The Forza Horizon series is much more accessible as an arcade racing game that everyone can play. The Horizon series has a track record of being amazing with review averages well into the 90s. And most importantly, their next project is the reboot of Fable. Since 2012, when they released the original Forza Horizon series, the studio has shown consistency and quality, and this is precisely the reason that Microsoft acquired the studio in 2018, made them a part of Xbox Game Studios, and is exactly why Microsoft has entrusted one of their more iconic series with this studio. Not for nothing, GamesIndustry.biz listed Playground Games as one of the best places to work in the UK, which, based on the recent toxicity in the industry, it's a refreshing change. This isn't to say that Fable will be a guaranteed success because after all, this is a studio that has developed five games with all of them being Forza Horizon. The great news is that since being acquired by Microsoft, Playground Games has been expanding their personnel as they added an additional studio in the UK. And the combined size of both studios is close to 400 people based on their LinkedIn. 
This will give the studio the ability to continue delivering genre-defining experiences with Forza Horizon, as well as branch out into new genres. There you have it, the ranking of Microsoft Game Studios based on data and their releases. And that will be all for this week's episode of the Video Games Podcast. If you did enjoy the show, please consider subscribing and remember to be nice to your fellow gamer, but more importantly, be nice to your fellow human. Music